Hi, everybody. This is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 157. It's now been four years, three weeks, and three days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. After our inspirational song snippet of Circle by Hartley, I'll share what it inspires me to be thankful for and to embrace in my life today. Take a step back, look around. Breathe in the air, let down your hair, just listen to the sounds. Think about where we have been. The joy we shared with friends who care and all the things we've seen. It is a great day to begin. It's a great day to begin to live our lives. Now you might say, well, we've been living our lives so far, right? Yes, but as we all know, that is the past. The past is the past and there's not much that we can do about it. We made our decisions. We made our bed and now we have to lie in it, right? Well, at least some of us made our beds. Most of the time I make my bed, but that's besides the point. Today I was thinking about what is it that I really need to embrace moving forward? And I realized it's the big D, decisions. How much time have I spent in my life just waffling and having anxiety and worrying about what to do? You know, before the fact, I'll spend months and months making lists and agonizing and thinking about this or about that. And then when I make a decision, I worry about did I make the right decision? Like there is some A plus perfect gold star set of circumstances that means that if I do this one thing, that the rest of my life is going to fall into place, Zen will occur and I will be happy and peaceful forever after. No. I don't care if it's a small decision like what am I going to have for breakfast or a big decision like what new truck should Mark and I have bought. We're very happy with the one we did buy, but you know, that's a bigger decision or what college should I go to or what job should I take or what relationship should I stay in or, you know, is this a good friendship for me? Is this a good location for me to live in? Those are the big decisions. But every single day, we have all these little decisions. And sometimes my compulsive brain niggles me so much that not only do I have the worry and stress about coming up with my plan of attack or my plan of action, but I also have all of that same idiot stress after I've done it. Now, brave companions, if we made a poor decision, in most cases, we can make a new decision that will put us back on the path to where we want to go. And sometimes that path feels all twisty and strange, like we're lost on the mountain. <laughs> but 
Life is about experiencing the twists and turns that we have in life. For the most part, our decisions are not that permanent. For the most part, our decisions are not that impactful. Now, let's take an example that we're all very familiar with, making decisions about what we eat. Now, sometimes we are very methodical and diet conscious, and we are weighing and measuring our portions or eyeballing portions or deciding, I'm not going to eat carbs or I'm not going to eat meat or I'm going to eat these things or that thing. And in fact, a lot of us are either tracking on phones or on pieces of paper. We are documenting our decision after the fact or prior to eating if you've ever, ever, ever been on any kind of diet plan for any reason, weight loss, weight gain, for athletic endurance, for medical reasons, any kind of diet will put us on the path of making a decision based on our goal. Well, that's easy to see. I decided this morning I'm going to have oatmeal, half an ounce of nuts about and some berries. I made that decision and it was pretty darn easy because that's what I eat almost every single morning of my life. That's kind of the breakfast that I do really well on. But that is a decision. Now, in the past, if I had an extra nut that put me over my half ounce, I'd get all freaked out and say, well, I might as well have more nuts or something. Or if I changed my mind and made French toast, or maybe there was a pastry. In fact, there was a pastry at the hotel Mark and I stayed at for our bike training this last weekend. And there were nice little apple strudels. I thought, oh, I haven't had an apple strudel forever. So instead of having my oatmeal, I actually had a pastry. And that was kind of a spur of the moment decision, but I made it. I said, I feel like having that apple strudel with my coffee before I go on my bike ride. Now, sometimes these decisions go at the speed of light and it's actually a cool skill to realize you have made a decision. Even when the robot aliens are coming and beaming into our bodies and thrusting their robot arms through our sleeves and forcing us to open up doors and like take the bags of chips and that is actually a decision that we're making to go along with them. And I don't know about you, but if I make that decision to go along with these robot aliens attacking my chip cupboard, I usually don't feel too good about myself. And I use that as a springboard to give myself a lot of grief. How could you do that? You let yourself go after chips again. Were you hungry? Were you being intuitive? Did you put them in a dish? Did you eat them one by one? Did you do a... No. We made that decision usually because we wanted to numb ourselves from some bad feelings or we had unconscious anxiety. Because if you really, really, really are hungry for eating chips, you do actually pay attention to the chips while you're eating them. But that is a decision. And the part of decision-making I'm really trying to embrace is having that feeling of peace that I made a decision 
that I felt was best at that time. If I made decision to let the robot aliens in and I made the decision to unconsciously embrace the chip cupboard, well, then that's what I thought was best at that time. And maybe two minutes later, I feel, oh, that was the stupidest decision in the world. Now I feel terrible. Now if I get weight, I'm going to gain a lot of weight. Oh, and not only that, I had X number of days on my calendar as a streak of being quote unquote good on my diet plan, whatever. I've ruined it all. I am a poor, terrible excuse for a person because I did this. Now I'm using this diet just because I know this is one topic that a lot of us can relate to, but it goes across the board. It doesn't just have to be chips and robot aliens. It can be anything. Oh, I agreed to go to the party and meet my friend when really I'm tired and I would have rather stayed home and rested, but I agreed to go, so here I am. Boy, that was the stupidest thing I ever did. Now I have to hang around at this party and make small chit chat and you know, I'm not happy. This was stupid. Well, if we let the robot aliens in and we let that decision stand, what can we do? We can make a new decision. We can make a decision of, wow, that really took me by surprise. So I think I'm going to make a decision to be kind to myself. I'm going to make a decision to eat again when I'm hungry, not deny myself further. I'm going to make a decision to perhaps take a warm bath or go for a gentle stroll and do something kind for myself to put myself on a little better track. Because if I have all this stress that brought in the robot aliens, maybe the decision I need now is to choose something that will reduce my stress. And giving myself grief does not reduce my stress. Same thing with the party. If I chose to go attend the party, one of two things is going to happen. I'm either going to find out, wow, now that I'm actually out of my house and at the party and spending time with my friends, I'm going to realize that I'm getting energy and joy and fun, and it's not so bad. Yes, I'm tired, but I'm actually having a good time. In that case, I can decide to say, well, you took a risk and a chance, and now you're out having a good time but maybe I get to that party and I realize, oh, I am so exhausted that everybody, much as I love them, are getting on my last nerve. I can't stand this. Well, then a new decision might be to go to my friend and say, hey, you know what? I'm really not feeling well, so I'm just gonna have to call it a night. Thanks for inviting me. It looks like fun, but I'm out of here. Go back to your house, put on your jammies and relax. Yes, we can always make a new decision. So that knowledge should help us limit the stress that we feel about decisions because there's almost no decision that can't be adjusted with a brand new decision in the next moment or the next set of circumstances. But here's another wrinkle for me. I will make a decision whether it's getting married to Mark, pursuing voice acting, starting this podcast up again. You know, it's, a, it's like a set of circumstances that is kind of ongoing, sort of a long-term decision. And when things are going good, I'll be like, yay me, I made the right decision. Mark is the 
best husband in the world. Voice acting is a ton of fun, and I got to meet some of the greatest people of all time. The podcast is wonderful. I'm getting to meet new BCs, reconnect with other BCs that I've known for all these years. This podcast is great. It fills me with joy. And when things are going good, it's very easy to puff up my chest, feel zen, and congratulate myself on my decision-making skills. So let's say it's the other way. Mark and me are having one of our fights, and because we're married, we do have fights. We have fights just like anybody else. We have differences of opinion, we have differences of personality, we have differences in the way we deal with stress. And sometimes those ways we deal with our stress are polar opposite from one another. And here's a good example of that. Mark is very introverted and likes to be alone, to recharge. If we're having a fight, he wants to get out of there and be alone and let the dust settle. That's what he needs to do. I'm a little more of an extrovert. I like to hash it out. Come here, honey, tell me how you feel. Let's talk about our feelings. Let's determine where we went awry. Let's make a plan so that we can love each other, darn it. Come on, come here right now and love me, come on. Well, it doesn't make me feel very loved when Mark goes off to be by himself. And it doesn't make Mark feel very loved if I go harangue him at a time he needs to be alone and recharge his batteries. So after a fight, I'll be telling myself stuff like, this was the stupidest thing ever. Why in the world did I ever marry a man who wants to go hole up like this? This is stupid, Laura, you idiot. But I'm not an idiot for marrying Mark. This is just a circumstance. And I will take that black and white thinking to the nth degree, where if there's a slightest bump in the road, I get all freaked out and down on myself like I am the only one in the world responsible for everything and I should have chosen better. Same with my voice acting career. Sometimes I'm very encouraged and things are going well, and sometimes I'm having some bumps in the road. And then I'll tell myself, Lori, that is so stupid. Why did you ever think you could be a voice actor? Why are you even bothering to audition? Why are you even bothering to take a class? Why are you doing this? Because it's obvious this was a stupid, stupid decision. You should have just stayed retired on the couch or gone out and and planted flowers in the flower bed, despite the fact that's not my forte, (laughs) or, you know, painted pictures or done something else. Why is it that when circumstance doesn't flow my way, I judge my entire decision-making process, which in turn makes me not trust myself in future? and adds to my paralysis about not knowing what to do and feeling uneasy in how I feel. Because if I was feeling one way and screwed it all the heck up, then how can I trust myself and my feelings in future? Well, it's just like with the show. There's been many wonderful moments since I restarted Compulsive Overeating Diary in production. It's been almost a year now since I rebooted the show. As I said at the opening, been way more than four years since I first started the show. But sometimes I felt like, well, the brave companions of the past, most of them have long since moved on and they're not around anymore. And I feel badly like, well, if they liked me before, why aren't they here now? Well, because they've moved on, they're doing other things. And just like you might like to watch a TV show for a while and then get tired of it, 
or find something else you want to do or whatever. There's all kinds of reasons. But I find myself questioning my thought process. Why, as Mary S. asked me a few episodes ago, are you doing this show, Lori? And I have to really come back to that. Why am I doing it? I do it because I learn something and I have fun, usually. And I do love to connect with you, whether you're a BC that's been around for a long time or a brand new BC. And my decision to restart the show has brought me many, many blessings and many, many lessons. So I can tolerate those times when for whatever reason, I'm not feeling that it's going so well. Same with my marriage, same with my voice acting career. And I think for all of us, learning to accept our decisions are the best that we could do at the time. And in fact, the decisions of others are usually the best they could do at the time. And most decisions can be changed with a new decision. So today I want to embrace the peace that comes from trusting myself before and after a decision. That's a really new thing for me and I hope it works out, but I'm going to decide to give it a try. From our studio in beautiful La Crescenta, it's time for Lori's Afterthoughts. What? Additional reflection on today's topic. I wanted to begin today's Afterthoughts with some big thank yous. First of all, I want to send some big X's and O's to B.C. Josephine, who delighted my heart by knitting me a wonderful spa cloth of her own design filled with actual knitted X's and O's in honor of the show's fourth anniversary. I'll put a photo of it on today's show notes. Also, big heartfelt thanks to Kelly G and Mary S who both sent virtual coffee to support the show financially. It isn't just the money, but the support it represents that brings a big smile to Mark and me. We really appreciate it. Thanks, too, to the BCs who've recently liked the show page on Facebook, given nice ratings on iTunes, liked my photos on Instagram, and otherwise showed social media support. For my afterthoughts today, I listened to the segment that I recorded on the podcast, Rock, and all of these segments, whether I call them letting go or embrace, are really triggered by some thought or idea or even in the moment. And then I talk about it. And today I thought, man, Lori, it's taking you forever to get to the point. And I considered cutting out some of that first bit about watching what we eat and putting down things for a diet and all that. But I realized that my thought process was building on those building blocks from something that was very familiar to me, fretting over small decisions, building to the bigger. So I would say my takeaway from today's long and winding talk about decision-making is that once we make a decision or set ourselves on a path, it's okay. And most paths, we experience the mountain and the valley. And we shouldn't blame ourselves for each and every bump along the road. Sometimes these bumps 
are directly attributable to something that we've done or not done. And we can take that as a lesson and, as I said before, make a new decision and try to do better or to make our outcomes a little more what we'd like. But most of what we experience is just life or other people are having a good or bad day or bad luck or good luck or whatever you want to call it. Things just happen. And I find the more that I forgive myself and allow life to just happen, the more I can trust myself to make decisions when needed and let myself live with those decisions. And that's something that's really challenging. I think that's the big deal. Make decisions, live with decisions, trust yourself, feel okay. See, I said that about 30 seconds, but it took me a good like 17 or to 20 minutes of rambling and pondering for me to come up to that conclusion. And I left the whole thing pretty much lie and didn't edit out more than some stumbles because I did think that that thought process was a good illustration. Mary S. shares her word of the year. Hey, Lori, it's Mary S. from Illinois. I do have a word of the year. I do that every single year the past couple of years. A couple of years ago, it was surrender, which was fantastic. Last year was listen, which I did so-so on. <laughs> and this year is self-control because, and I don't mean that in you know terms of food or anything like that. I just would like to be in control of them and some of the things that come out of my mouth for sure. So words of the year are, are just so much fun, I think. Anyway, I hope that when this message gets to you, you're doing really well. It is currently 2.45 a.m. here, and I thought, ah, I keep forgetting to send Lori a message, so I'm just going to do it now. And you're more than welcome to use any of the audio. Love you, Lori. Talk to you later. Oh, man, Mary, God, I relate to needing a little self-control with my speech. I so enjoyed your take on your word of the year. As a bonus, I also appreciate getting the little love you at the end. I confess, I play that snippet to myself for encouragement right before I audition. Proof that the smallest kindness can have large ripples in the world and others' hearts. The music I chose for Mary's word of the year is called Get Up. I thought this song sounded determined yet joyful like Mary. Kat from South Jersey shares her thoughts about last show and earns her place on the Bravery Report for making a very difficult personal decision. Hi, Laurie. It's Kat from South Jersey. I want to congratulate you on your fourth anniversary of changing your life and for the weight loss but I think it's more about the loss of beating yourself up and punishing yourself for your choices in the past. Even if you don't lose another pound, you've gained so much self-confidence and knowledge. I've only been listening to you for about six months, and I know that I'm a stronger and wiser woman because I have you and Mark and all of the other BCs in my life now. I love what you shared about smiling first thing in the morning. I can't help but smile because I usually see my dog first thing in the morning and he always makes me smile, except when he poops in the kitchen or the bathtub. (laughs) 
I've been told that I smile a lot. Sometimes I don't even realize I'm smiling. I do have a grateful heart, so maybe it just comes out in my smile. I have to tell Joe from the UK that I love her voice. She should be one of those narrators for audiobooks because I could listen to her all day. Her voice is so smooth and soothing. Finally, Laurie, I want to say that I did something very brave a few days ago. I ended my relationship with my boyfriend of 10 months because, first of all, I realized that I wasn't in love with him, but also that he was distracting me, not helping me to live a healthier life. I didn't see a reason to continue pretending that all was well when it wasn't. In the past, I would have continued the relationship for fear of being alone, but now I actually like being alone. So I'm choosing to think about myself and my needs first this time. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. I love who I am now, and I want to protect that feeling. I'm worth it. So thank you again, Laurie, and a very happy 59th year of life to you. I hope it's your best year ever. And if you'd like to use this on the uh, show, you can. I'd be fine with that. Thank you. Love you. Wow, Kat, I am amazed at your transparent bravery. To leave a relationship is one of the toughest decisions you can make, and I'm so very happy for you that you followed through on what is the best for your life. That is a true example of self-love, and I'm very inspired by it. I also love that you encouraged Jo from the UK for sharing her beautiful voice. I think it means a lot to hear positive messages like that, especially after you take a risk. Thanks, too, for the extra love for me and your message. As I said before with Mary, these little snippets build my self-love confidence when I need a little extra bravery. The music I chose for Kat is called Shining On. I loved its hopeful and proud feel to underscore Kat's brave message. Donnie shares a couple of inspirational quotes that have helped her live an authentic life. Hello, my brave friends. A quote that is famous to me and holds a significant place in my life is to face your stuff, don't stuff your face. I struggle with this often, but I try to keep it forefront in my mind. Oftentimes I find gravitating towards food or eating when I really should be dealing with feelings or emotions. Also, today is the first day of the rest of my life. I have to remind myself that a lot. A lot of people know me by that, and I have often been known to say that in the middle of situations. And when I was an avid Weight Watchers member, I always said that before I left. But today is the first day of the rest of our life, and what we do with it, I mean, yesterday's over, tomorrow's not here yet. What we got is right now. Have a good day. Thanks, Donnie. The music I picked for Donnie is called Sharing Dreams. I felt it has a feeling of overcoming darkness and keeping on that encapsulates Donnie's quotes and mantras. If you'd like to get in on the action and share a quote that inspires you on the show, visit the Inspirational Quotes page on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com for more info. We'll close out this version of Afterthoughts with an ad from our sponsor. Just kidding. Mark has a message about my upcoming birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hi, BCs. 
Lori's Big Five Nine is right around the corner. And the birthday gift she wants more than anything is to make a new version of Biana's Brave Companion song. Here's how you can help. Call the Bravery Hotline, use SpeakPipe, or record on your own phone and email Lori at CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com by Lori's birthday on March 9th, 2018. It's as simple as one, two, three. Whichever method you use to record. One, please say your name. Two, where you are from in general. Three, add a short snippet of why you are brave. Here's my example. I'm Mark from Southern California, and I'm brave because I take up new challenges all the time. PCs? PCs, please join me in making Lori's birthday dream come true. For more details, visit the How to Send audio page on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. Happy birthday, Lori, my love. We welcome two new BCs today. The first is fellow birthday girl, BC Kelly G, who I mentioned earlier in Afterthoughts, sent us a virtual cup of coffee. Kelly also sent me these good wishes via email. Hi, Lori. Happy early 59th birthday. My husband just had his 59th birthday this month. I will turn 56 at the end of this month, so that makes you and I fellow Pisceans. Thanks for your show and for being you. Hello, Kelly, and welcome. Happy birthday to you both. Happy birthday! Our second new BC, Miranda, writes via Facebook message. Hey, Lori, I'm still fairly new to this podcast, only about 30 episodes in, but I just wanted to let you know how relatable and inspiring I find you. This podcast has really helped me provide motivation to figure out how to cope with my eating issues, as well as the other compulsive behaviors you've covered, cleaning, money, etc. I really, really appreciate you and all you've done. Thank you so much. I asked Miranda if it was okay with her to share her message on the show and also said, Hi, Miranda. Wow. Thanks so much for letting me know. I so, so, so appreciate your taking the time. I just passed four years with the show, and it has been awesome getting to know for a fact how very not alone we all are. Thanks again. To which Miranda replied, Lori, I would be okay with that, and that's awesome. Congrats on your four-year belated anniversary. My fellow brave companions, please take a moment out of your day and say hello to new BCs Kelly G and Miranda on day 157 of CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com or via your own recorded afterthoughts for the next show. After our last episode, BC Dave comments and gets bravely real with his feelings. Dave writes, Lori and BCs, 
once again you hit it out of the park, a show that reaches through the gloom in my mind and lifts me. Sue, your bravery to get back on the bike after a terrible accident is inspiring. The fear is real and your plan of taking it slowly is valid. Every time you choose to take a step forward despite the fear is a major victory. Please don't ever let the fear of what others may think prevent you from living your life to the fullest. Truth. Most strangers are not thinking about us. Most people's opinion of us doesn't affect our lives unless we let it. And most people's opinion of us is really none of our business. Lori. I fully intended to submit a comment for the four-year song. However, I had a major emotional disturbance which triggered a deep, dark depression. This in turn triggered failure in a couple of other areas of my life and those failures pushed me even deeper into the blackness. If I had not reached out to a couple of friends, I don't know what would have happened, but I was seriously considering giving up for good. I have stepped back from the edge, however, and now I feel completely numb. I'm having a hard time processing my emotions. I started reading Braving the Wilderness, The Quest for True Belonging and the Courage to Stand Alone by Brene Brown. I'm only a couple of chapters in. However, I have come to realize all my struggles come from feeling like I don't belong anywhere. Work, church, family, diet group, BCs, 12-step recovery group, disc golf group. Rationally, I know this is not true. However, I don't know how to fix this. I'm hoping I will find the answer in this book. Nobody has done anything to make me feel this way. This has something to do with me and being authentic. As of right now, I can't see how I can ever be authentic. Sorry, I don't mean to sound cryptic, but I have a secret I've only shared with a few people and I'm not ready to share this with the world. Anyway, I'm being brave by not giving in to the darkness. There was a long wait list. However, I borrowed the book from my local library. Thank you, Dave, for daring to be so real with us. I will put a link to this helpful book on today's show notes, and I can recommend any book or talk by Brene Brown as being helpful in creating a brave and authentic life and for making us feel better. I've used her readings and her talks myself time and time again, and I'm sending you so much love. Mm and hopes for you. The darkness is not fun. And I'm also putting myself on the bravery report because I'm going to actually read my own personal reply to you right now. This is what I wrote. Oh, Dave, big hugs and you are surely on the bravery report for telling us your painful feelings. Not easy. Please don't worry about the song. It is what it is. If as many BCs felt it would be fun as last time, they would have. You, my friend, have bravely participated here with your voice, your amazing writing, and your many supportive comments over and over. No lack felt here. I feel the pain you are experiencing now and hope your reading will be a comfort. I relate a bit as much as I'm part of the LA Pro Voice Acting community and everyone makes me welcome and includes me as a peer. But I still have that imposter pressing my nose against the glass feeling of sad longing as I still have not booked my first paid voiceover gig. And I'm one of the very, very few of my friends in that situation. Compulsive Overeating Diary has helped me and many BCs over the years, but it is not a financial or even social proof success, you know, like YouTube stars with millions of followers. 
Most of my listeners not only fear or don't want to participate, they don't want to openly like, rate, or follow the show due to its topic. How do I know that? Because many of them contact me privately. So here I am, returning again to Mary's question of, why do I do it? It's because when it does help someone, my pain and frustration has meaning. This is a long-winded way of saying I bet you have supported and helped many in your real life as well. We all fall short. None of us is perfect. None of us are terrible secret free. Depression is no joke, and I hope and pray you're getting good help because, dearest Dave, I really do care. XOXOXO. Sue from the UK also stepped in with her support. Dave, I can hear your pain with depression. I know something of what that is like. I'm glad you are able to reach out to a few trusted friends. I'm praying that you will get through this valley of despair and start to see a few signs of beauty and encouragement. Don't give up. The pain will pass. Dave then replied to us both. Thank you, Lori and Sue. Your comments have lifted me. I may need to find professional help before this is over. I will keep moving forward one step, one day at a time. Accepting that I fall short, the perfectionist, is difficult. But the feeling that I fall short in so many areas is only part of the struggle. Lori, you told us about smiling first thing in the morning. I don't know if I was smiling, but I start counting my blessings. There are so many. I just need to remember there is good in me and my past is often hard to see when I dislike the man in the mirror. Learning to love myself is something I'm working on. And our conversation continued via comments on day 156. This is one of the reasons why I continue the podcast and blog. We can write, talk, post, and keep each other in thoughts and prayers. I cannot tell you enough the good that comes with posting comments in support of other BCs. Time and time again, people who felt alone feel loved. It's also great to share your own thoughts and stories if you need support or want to celebrate or just say, hey. These days, it is so easy to get lost and overlooked in the deluge of Snapchats, tweets, and six seconds attention spans. It feels wonderful to make real connections that we do when we bravely share ourselves. Speaking of brave, events this past week landed me, moi, on the BC Bravery Sports Report. It's time for the BC Bravery Sports Report, where brave companions share their sports and fitness challenges, personal best, and awesome experiences, regardless of how many calories were burned. Today I'm recording live along the Pacific Ocean on the beautiful coastline of Ventura, California where Mark and I ride our bikes and train. And I'm putting myself on the BC Bravery Sports Report because, you know, for the last several, it feels like months, it's very much for me been one step forward, four steps back. Things have been disappointing or challenging or full of obstacles. And as you know, Mark and I have been training hard for the Solvang Half Century, which is a 50-mile race, including hills, that's coming up in less than a month, the day after my 59th birthday. 
And so we came up here to Ventura full of vigor because last time we went up to Ojai and back, which is inland from Ventura, that's uphill 18 miles. And of course, coming back, that's 36, 37 miles going. So we were all set to do a beautiful long coast ride again or go back to Ojai and Mark got a back spasm. Here we are in Ventura, ready to ride, and he can't go. So what do you do? Now, I don't know about you, but to me, going 18 miles inland even is very intimidating, let alone doing it alone. Because since I was going on the inland path, Mark couldn't follow me with the car or anything else. I was really on my own, and I would have to trust that if something went wrong, that he could get to me. And we determined that, okay, I'm gonna go up to Ojai, and he would meet me at our favorite Mexican restaurant up there for lunch. And that way, he'd have the car with the bike rack, and if I was fatigued or unable to continue, then I could just ride back with him, or at least have a nice lunch. Well, I'm proud of myself, because I did get up to Ojai. I did do it, and I was happy, and I texted him as we agreed. He was on his way, and I get to the restaurant, and nothing. I wait and wait and wait. Mark calls, and he's in a terrible traffic delay on the only road up to Ojai. So I don't know, like, how long is it going to take? So I ended up, like, sipping my margarita, which is probably a good thing. Sipping, 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 and eating probably a few more chips than I might have because I didn't want to order my lunch not knowing when Mark would get there. But he did show up after an hour, so I had a really good opportunity to mindfully enjoy my delicious margarita and a little bit of guacamole with those chips and to eat them in the smallest, minutest amounts possible. Wow, I learned a lot about stretching out your meal while I was waiting for Mark. But he did show. We had a wonderful lunch. It was a beautiful day. I felt so sorry for Mark because he wanted to ride along the beach so very much. But he was there to support me. We had a nice lunch. I decided to ride back. He drove back. And I did it, BCs. I did over 36 miles in just three hours and 15 minutes, which is a new speed record for me or pace record. And I was trying to go very smoothly and not fatigue myself. And it was fantastic. But I have to say it was very scary. It took some determination, grit, and courage. And that's why I'm putting myself on the BC Bravery Sports Report. Mm -hmm. Live from the beautiful Pacific Ocean, I hope you got a chance to hear some of the waves. like to share your BC Bravery Sports Report, call the Bravery Hotline, you speak pipe, or send audio of your story to Lori at CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. Remember, get out and have some fun. We'd love to hear about it. The music I use for my BC Bravery Sports Report is called Big Proud Success. It totally reflects my happy surprise at completing that ride and how proud I am of myself. It is a wonderful feeling and I hope to remember it the next time I doubt myself. Lori, 
if you can ride 18 miles uphill, you can risk sending in that audition or taking that new class or asking for help. So until next time, my wonderful BC friends, take care and be proud of who you are because you're wonderful. And I really, 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 really care. Take a step back, look around. Breathe in the air, let down your hair, just listen to the sounds. Think about where we have been. The joy we shared with friends who care and all the things we've seen.